Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Cooper and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is episode 23 and that was is always going to be a tough episode because on Friday uh, Vinnie Paul passed away. Vinnie Paul of uh, Pantera obviously and it was, I always wait a little bit before I do anything where someone's passed away uh, out of respect for the, for the families and stuff but this is just my kind of um, feelings on the man himself and uh, and how important he was to the metal family and the metal fraternity. You know, dying at fifty four is absolutely no age. Ridiculous. What he what he passed away of is is yet to be confirmed. It's believed to be a heart attack. But it, uh, uh, unfortunately, Vinnie Vinnie Paul passed away on Friday at fifty four. You found him. One of the founding members of his brother, obviously Dimebag Daryl. Uh, of Pantera, uh, you've formed in '81, and only till '80. I mean, they did like a, like three or four albums before Anselmo Phil came in in '87, but then with uh, Phil, who many believe to be the the classic lineup, there was a, only just four albums, you know, one live album and greatest hits, and, and and you think like how how influential they were, and are. To, to have such little output to be still amazingly so fondly remembered. I mean, 2001, Phil took like a hi- hiatus, if you will, with back problems and, and what have you. And then officially they kind of called it a day in 2003. And you think like we're in 20, 2018 now, like, you know, it's like it's it's it's, it's 15 years or so of, of them not being in Pantera, not being around. And you just think this, this, this still, the, the weight still being felt within the, the metal community, and obviously an enormous amount of that has to do with with, with Vinnie Paul. And then he went on to, you know, to do Damage Plan uh, with his brother Daryl. After you know, clearly the two guys you know loved what they did. They adored metal. They you know, dying back adored metal, and they both did you know and Kiss and and and, and that type of thing and. They did damage plans after that. They weren't gonna like you know sit back. They were gonna do the next thing. The next thing was was damage plan. And then you think how difficult a situation it must have been that the Dimebag got shot on stage in front of his brother. You, that, that's the last time he sees him live. Is someone shoots your brother in front of you on stage? You probably never go on stage again. You probably never play music. You might even never go outside again. I can't begin to think. What what that must have done to him, and uh, it's just that's just extraordinary to me, you know. And then he does some other projects. Well, he did a great project with, uh, with David Allen Cole, the Rebel Meets Rebel thing, that kind of country stuff. And he, yeah, it came from a country background. You got to understand. And then we then he moved into Hell Yeah, and yeah, I must you know, and and produced some fantastic stuff with Hell Yeah, some absolutely fan fantastic stuff with him, but. I think for me, I, I, I met Vinny uh, a while back. I'd watched kind of from afar and never approached him. Sometimes I'd seen him side of stage and, and, and what have you and passed him. And I never really bothered him for much because it, fuck, it's Vinny Paul from Pantera, you know. So it was only later, la- later on that I kind of got to, to meet the man and, and, and kind of see what everybody else saw. Uh, one of my fondest memories is watching Damage Plan go into um, Walk at a download, Unexpect- almost unexpectedly, because they were just playing all Damage Plan stuff, and they, rightly that they should. And then people just absolutely barreling down the 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 the, 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 the hills to try and get into, jumping into this pit, just uh, enamoured with like it's Walk, it's Walk being played by Dimebag, and 
and and Daryl and the uh, Sir Daryl and 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 Vinny. And what what's most interesting is if you ever saw them together. Now I never saw Dimebag, uh, other than on stage, and but. The two of them together were a force. They were doing a bit party and the business almost in one, and one looked after the other, looked after. And they were such a force. They were the most. They may have been the most important brothers in 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 most music in metal music, in rock music since the Van Halen kids. Like you know, since 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 Eddie and Alex, they were that important to the whole thing. They were that much of belief in in metal as a as a thing. And so, I'm reminded of. The, uh, the 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 first kind of time that I saw them in and and video and stuff and seeing by stage and I never like I said I never really approached him not I didn't really felt the, the need to and then about um, I can't remember which one, it might have been one of the downloads anyway it's probably download and uh, we they were, they were playing and all all the rest of it and then that the, then they were playing or doing a, and he was giving an award out the Golden Gods. Um, so I'd finished my current tour with who I was with, and I was heading. I was staying at a friend's place in London. And I get a call. This is in. Um, I was staying at his house. I get a call saying, "Can you interview?" Um, Hell yeah, because they're playing. They're playing. Uh, they're playing download or whatever. And then uh, you know, if you if you can interview them and stuff, they're doing some shows around London. I was like, of of course I can. I didn't have any notes. I didn't have any. Um, any kind of sort of plant. Obviously, I listened to the music and I knew all the members of the band and knew what they'd done and the history, you know, with the stuff that they that they'd done with like Mudvayne and whatever, you know, what I said. And so I knew. I was like, yeah, of course, of course. But I'd I'd just come off tour and I was completely and utterly spent, like uh, a proper tour burn, full of the tour, tour flu and and everything. And and I had. I was just completely knackered. Didn't have any notes. Didn't have time to make notes. The phone call happened pretty much that day, and I was set for like I don't know about half eleven. The fucking meeting was meant to take, or the interview was meant to take place. So I was completely unprepared, and that's on me. I was completely unprepared, and so a barrel across in London. I think it was somewhere around Piccadilly. There was a really nice hotel, and I get there and I'm looking like fucking shit at this point. I I really look bad. Um. And I'm tired and all the rest of it, and I stink. And uh, you know, that type of stink that not matter. you have to take several showers to get rid of, like, you know. Um, so I get I get to the place, and it's a really, really nice uh, hotel. And I come through the door, and the, the, the concierge, is it concierge? I think it's concierge. The guy, the, the receptionist. And he looks at me, and I look at him, and he's like, There's, you know, I'm thinking, this guy fucking knows I'm, I'm fucking... I shouldn't be there, but he obviously realised that I'm, there must have been lots of journalists there that day who all looked fairly in inverted commas metal. So he lets me up, and we go up in this in this really really nice lift with like very, oh, so very pretty. I stood out a mile, and we get to the top. Uh, it's on it's on the penthouse where all these interviews are taking place, and the door opens, and there's like the world's presser there. They're all kind of like, um, you know, all Metal Hammer and all these great sort of publications are all rightly so getting their time with with, with Vinny and that and Chad, and and it's and it's and it's great. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't fucking belong here. I'm the last guy on the call sheet. I'm the, 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 I probably won't even get an interview. And the PR people come and go, yeah, you probably won't get an interview. We'll see how this goes. Don't know how long you're going to give you. Yada yada, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I shouldn't even be here. So I sit, sit, sit down. And I'm thinking, I feel like fucking death, and I may even throw up here. I'm looking around, thinking, where the fuck's the toilets? I've never been here before. I don't know what I'm doing. I've got a little fucking 
dictaphone thing to record the, 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 the whole thing. No notes, no no shit. And I look over and there's obviously there's Vinnie Paul and Chad and, and they're regaling whoever they're talking with some fantastic story and they're, they're lighting the whole place up and there's big laughs and, and it's great. And I'm thinking, shit. So I look over and where you've got all the um, food and stuff and it's early morning so there's lots of fresh fruit and cereal and shit and and, and bagels and all that kind of nice. It's like a fucking 12 foot long table. And at the very end of the table is like a silver salver, like a, a silver sort of tray. And on it is lots of um, little glasses with like some brown, light brown sort of liquid or darky brown liquid in it. Obviously, that's black tooth grins. So that's that Crown Royal mix uh, drink that they invented, which you see on 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 watch it go and the other the, the, the Pantera videos um, and what have you. And they invented that, and that's a black tooth grin because it's very sugary. And that's there on the salve at the end thing. And no one's touched it. Why? Because it's fucking eleven o'clock in the morning, half eleven. No one's going to touch it. Like so, I'm thinking. Okay, and I thought to myself, do you know what? There's no fucking way on God's green planet that I'm going to sit down with Vinnie Paul without one of those drinks in my hand or one of those drinks in the fucking side me. So I walk over and I pick up the, the drink and I think, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to throw up anyway. It's going to be funny. It'll be a fucking story. I'll probably won't even get to sit down with him. And I go, clang, have that back. And it fucking tastes like the end of the universe. And it, and it makes me feel terrible. And I... Wince a little bit, close my eyes for a second, open them again, grab another one to carry over with me to kind of bring over as almost like a prop. I look over, Vinny's seen me do this, and he uh, he just looks up and he raises his little, he's got a black screen because he's fucking hardcore, and he raises up, looks at me, and just gives me a little nod. That's it. And I thought to myself, oh, that's cool, I've, I've done all right there. I, you know, I've, 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 you know, alarmed myself somewhat. I'm going to sit there. Time passes, everybody goes to the, okay, listen, we've got just enough to that time to get you in, guys. I say, guys, me, guy, come over and let's start the, and I, so I come right out the shell, and I'm just, oh, right, or out the box, I should say, and say, listen, I haven't got any notes, I listened to the album, I thought it was incredible, and let's just have a conversation, and we did, and we, we talked about everything, um, and it was, and it, I don't know how long he gave me, it was way fucking longer than it was meant to have, at one point, the, the lady came over who was running the PR and was just like, everything okay? I'll leave you to it. Because me and Vinny and Chad were just, we stopped, it was stopped being an interview about 15 minutes in and became like me and him just talking about metal and and what it fucking meant to us and what it, what, you know, we talked about Black Flag and punk and all that type of thing. We talked about country music and, and he was just, he was just endlessly, Full of stories, and he made. He actually just had a wonderful way of making you feel extremely special. I didn't, shouldn't have been there. I, I, I had no preparation. I was totally disrespectful in that respect. But he was just like, "What do you think, Coop? When you, what do, you, what's, what's going on with you? And you know, and and all the rest of it. And you know, what, 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 what album do you like? And we talked about Van Halen, and I was saying how much Van Halen Two was such a special album. And he told me that Dimebags is one of his favourite albums, and yeah, and it was just great. And I'm sure every journalist that sat down with him that day also told you how great he was. And then we go to head off, and he's like, see you later, man. And he gives me a hug. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. And Chad's like, you know, that's cool, man. And, and away they go into the day of what they're going to do. And I go back, and I'm like, shit. So then I realised that we've got to go do the Golden Gods, and I'm working with an artist at the Golden Gods. So it gets, I, I go there, and... 
Uh, the Golden Gods was fantastic, but the, it was the after shows. The after shows in Covent Garden, Garden, and I head over there, and you know, I'm with this other musician that I'm working with at that time. We go in, and he's famous enough that he's 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 the guy. Bruce, for example, my job is just to get him in, you know, make sure everything's happening. I'll, I'll leave you to it, guys. You know, that's fine. Anyway, we go upstairs and into this like thing, and there's like lots of very great sort of musicians there. From you know, anthrax and what have you, and, and all that stuff. And there's Vinny, and he's sitting down, he's having a drink with some of his friends. And my the guy I'm with comes over and he knows him to say hey. And I say, I'm like, just you know, hey. And he says, hey, Coop, what's going on? And and he remembered my name, which is fucking amazing to me. And then he scoots over, says, tells the other person who's next to him to scoot over. This other person next to him is a famous metal musician, tells to scoot over. He goes, grab a seat, like, I you want a drink? Oh, yeah. And he just that, that was Vinny Paul. He, he was he was a barman, and he was a, the mixer. And and if he saw you without a drink, he was like, "What are you drinking?" You know, he'd have a laugh and a joke with you. He'd bust your balls for a little bit, and he'd have and and so I got to you know got to to, to talk to to the, the man himself and have a few drinks with him, and he was just a, a delight. He lit up the room. He every he had that way of barham of making sure everybody felt special. I'm sure Dan but had the same thing. He was just such a good guy in so much. He was like. What's going on? What are you drinking? Keep you smiling. Keep everybody laughing. I've got a billion jokes. What do we do? I used to host like barbecues. I know a lot of friends went to his barbecue in in in, uh, in his house, and they would just endlessly tell about how great a host and how how, how important a host he was, and and that that was the man. That's what I remember about him. He was just a, a, an amazingly beautiful human being. He really was. And then, so we go, you know, fast forward now to. The, the the last time I see I speak to him, and and I'm sitting down with him again, and we were talking about some stuff. I, I normally would bust each other's balls about American football in the NFL because he's a Cowboys fan, being truly, and and I'm a Raiders fan from a kid. I was a huge fan of the Raiders, and we would just fucking. He was like, "How do you think you'll do this season?" And we would, it would be back and forth, and that, and I, you know. It's just a great sense of humour. I pitched to him that he we, he should do how uh, they have Bar Rescue with John Taffer. I, I pitched the idea that this should be um, Vinnie Paul's uh, strip club rescue, where Vinnie Paul goes to a series of strip clubs and uh, and 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 rescues them, really fixes them, whatever. And he he just so such a big. Laugh and this huge guy, but his heart, his heart, metaphorically speaking, obviously it was just huge as well. And and we started talking, and I'd never asked him in any of the times I sat down with him. I'd never asked him about his brother. You know why? Because it's none of my fucking business. And I never really bothered to ask him. I never really bothered him him to, him to ask him since we have not really wanted to understand and you know see what. And the first thought that I ever thought about Vinnie Paul was that I think he took over. He was already in that role, but he also took over the fact that, you know, Dimebag was beloved by the metal community. And I think Vinny took a bit of that over when he passed, where he was like, I'm going to have to carry this on to be that guy, to be that good a guy, uh, to, to make sure people, you know, uh, and we keep the spirit of metal alive. I really think he thought that. And then, so we we got talking about, about his brother. And, and I never thought we would, but we did. And I, the way I was talking, I was the, I, I, I knew that he had to. He said something to him, or he, him, him and the dime said something to him before they went on stage as a code word for being 
right like you're ready for the show and they would just simply say to each other van halen and 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 that would be them going let's get this fucking done and and that was the last thing that he said to dime as well and and he just in front of open up and, and talk about that was extraordinary to me extraordinary a beautiful kind man i mean he was tough as fucking nails he was no nonsense no bullshit but i'm telling you now man he fucking he was the sweetest, sweetest man. He, he he really was. And so, you know, I mean, this guy was known as the wall, the brick wall, and with good reason, because we talk. I talk about how lovely he was, but man, what a motherfucking drummer! What a just a, a powerhouse of a drumming ability. Do you know, just this huge fucking groove, huge groove guy. Um, and him and Dimebag just wrote some of the biggest metal riffs of of all time of all time and so if you've never listened to vinnie paul before or you've never listened to pantera before and and why the hell would you do that why would you be listening to the spoken metal show and have not heard, 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 heard pantera before i'll give you three sort of songs i think you should check out um in no particular order but i'll start with a fairly deep cut Nothing to, Left to Lose on the Rebel Meets Rebel um, with David Allen Cole uh, album is a great example of him kind of playing not straight up metal but playing a, something a little bit interesting and you could tell he's having a fucking whale of a time on that like that's a great great album that like quite underrated and a lot of people have heard that even if you're a huge Pantera fan you probably might have not heard that album I would suggest going out and listening to that it's fucking really cool it's just cool and it's good fun number two and in no particular order like I say um, for me from 1990s Cowboys from Hell Domination and you don't want the I mean obviously the, as great as the um the 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 album version is it's the live version from when they played Moscow with the with Talica and ACDC it's just a fucking exercise in metal in how to do it with energy passion technique just the whole fucking lot domination just fucking frightening it's like the bag of riffs they just unload and his playing is absolutely fucking peerless it's peerless it's amazing domination from cowboys of hell check it out there's loads of footage everywhere all over the internet about about um the moscow festival and it's worth watching the whole thing about that their whole set as well it's, it's incredible for me though easily the best song for me and like i say this is all opinion You'll all have your own, and that's what's so great. What is great is that all the pictures I've seen of my friends who worked with him, played with him, you know, met him, are all the same. They're all him, smiling his ass off with drinking his hand, arms around each other, looking like they're having the time of their lives. He also did this, like, snap thing where he'd snap his fingers and point, and that was, every time it was... If you did that, that was it, like snap point at the camera. In every picture you'll see of him, if you're on side with him, it's the snap and the point. And it was like, watch it go. And it was just a cool thing. Every time we got pictures, I was always like, never forgot to do that. But for me, number one from 1994 is Far Beyond Driven. I'm broken. The video, the whole package, the riff, the fact that Dimebag plays the solo but doesn't put like a rhythm part down it's just he just steps out and plays the solo and, and and the sheer weight of that song is fucking incredible the end that riff that's the two of them that's what it sounds like when a, a band lock like they could play that riff till the end of fucking time 
it's that tight and it's that locked. It's difficult to see uh, see how that could be any better. There's an ounce of fat in that song. It's fucking brilliant. I'm broken from 1994. It's far beyond driven. Vinny, I'm sorry I won't get to meet you again and chat and have the laughs that we did. I'm sorry that, um, that it, to say you know that I I never got to see as much as I'd want to have seen you. Um, you know, my condolences to the family. And, uh, and and all the people that work with him and play with him and loved him you know I've got a lot of friends who were very very close to Vinny and it's a real real shame 54 is no age it's 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 a real shame and whether you believe in what happens when you when you pass on or whatever I'd like to think that there's somewhere where him and Dime are just nailing that and just crushing you know and playing the hearts out it's you know it's the, the two of the most important people in metal in the last 20 years maybe more um, it's a very sad loss to music it's a very sad loss to metal it's a very sad loss to humankind because he was a wonderful human being um, going to miss you Vinny really going to miss you I, I, normally I end this with something trite and, and what have you but I'm not going to do that now I'm going to simply say um, it's a very sad loss um, rest in peace Vinny Paul Van Halen.